Alrighty, everyone. We are back with another episode of Motorsport Minute. Uh, today, our guests are Cody and Elaine Mitleider, uh, the owners of Devil, Devil Dog Transmissions. Uh, thanks, you guys, for showing up today. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Thanks for the invite. No problem. Uh, I guess my biggest question, since on this platform we want to talk to everyone in the motorsport world, you know, motorsports enthusiasts, what got you into motorsports? Um, the biggest thing is when I was a kid, we watched our parents' derby, and it just kind of flowed from there, you know. And you see the other industries of mud trucks and everything else, and it's just it's fun to go watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I agree. Uh, you guys have been doing it for years. I mean, how long have you been in the derby scene? I started when I was 13, and I'm 44 now, so 31 years, somewhere in there. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, and you guys have always treated the derby derby scene as like a family affair for sure yep um even getting your kids in the car oh yes they blake loves it you know he's he's a diehard he tries his hardest he he works on everything that he can i mean when he goes now he's getting his buddies into it you know so the man vans really helped with that because they were able to just throw some stuff together and go have fun so it's nice to see when it's easy on them it's easier on them they can go out and build and have fun yeah, absolutely. The easier it is, we can get these younger younger generation, younger kids into it. Uh, prior to this, we were just speaking on that. It's That's what we need. That's what North Dakota needs to see. But uh, I guess the biggest question, what got you into building transmissions? Well, I don't know. I guess we, I was always buying trannies and stuff and, you know, to go to the bigger shows. Other than that, we weren't. And I just... I always did my own 727s, and I just said, well, we can step it up a notch, start doing some GM stuff, because I converted over from Chrysler back to GM now. <clears throat> we started on it, and it was, it was kind of fun. I mean, it was, you build one, and you went out, and you tested it out, because <clears throat> it was something new. And when we started, we didn't know it was going to be like this, but we hit up a few people, um, and they just took it from there, and <clears throat> we have to thank them a lot. I mean, between you guys and... Track shot live, and I mean John and Stern Dirt. I mean Mike Ticks. I mean they they took us to where we are today. All you guys as the sponsors. You know we're able to sponsor you guys, but you guys are what's taken the industry where it's at. <clears throat> yeah, and for some background, uh, Devil Dog is going to be uh, one of the class sponsors at the Timeless Motorsport shows this year. So uh, we're we're very appreciative of that. Um, but it's it's really good to see you guys. You're really growing. I mean, you're coast to coast, more or less. Yes. I think you put some miles on. Yeah. yeah, we just we just got back from New York. We put on 4,100 and some miles. We went out there. We ended up taking uh, 42 transmissions all together, and we sold all 42. Wow, that's that's great. That's, so, that's super great. Went to Colorado once this year, and Utah twice. Utah twice, Colorado yeah. once, New York. Um, we were down in Pennsylvania because we won a car on a, on a waffle, so we ended up driving that all the way home with 74 Impala. <laughs> so it was, it was a big family vacation. We got to hit up uh, uh, the Minnesota Throwdown on the way home, sold some more trannies there, built a couple, um, tore some down for some people that they brought into us just to check them. Um, we have that mobile tranny unit now. We can tear them down, rebuild them right in the trailer. So we took it to the next level, you know, because that's what people like to see. Right, when you can do it right in the field or at a big show, sometimes you need it done right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's, 
that's that's where the sport is at at its current point. But uh, you don't do just derby transmissions. You do daily drivers, daily, everything. Everything. Uh, I I know a few people that have them in their uh, mud pickups. I know a guy that's got it in his classic car. So a it, few race cars up in Mandan Speedway. Yep, Mandan Speedway has a few race uh, race trannies in the race cars. So we're trying to hit everybody up. You know, I mean. We'll do any tranny, you know, it just depends on how wild they want to get. Uh, so far, we have one in a drag pickup. I mean, it's got 1,700 horsepower, and he's impressed with it. He likes it. So <clears throat> um, we try to be more diverse. You know, I never thought I was going to be doing Ford trannies, but with these new rules coming out and guys toning it back, you know, in the industry, it's more of a chain and bang style or old school to make the driver drive. I mean, a lot of guys are running the Ford trannies now. Now we're into some Ford trannies. We got some Ford trannies done. So yeah, I guess it's more diverse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good, though. I mean, uh, it's only going to grow your guys' business, uh, being able to touch all sorts of different types of trannies and different motorsports, you know, events. That's kind of where, where we're headed. You know, derbying is awesome, but there's a much larger motorsports crowd out there. I mean, you got... NASCAR, motocross, Formula One, right. drag racing. It, I mean, if you get big enough, you can touch about all of them. and It's cool to see. I mean, I've watched you guys grow for the last, I don't know, has it been three years about? Or, or two and a half, almost three years. Yep. Yeah, so it, it's, it's fun to watch. I didn't know you guys had a, a mobile trailer that you can rebuild them too. I mean, yep. That's, yep. that's pretty monumental. That's, that's awesome. It is. It's a lot of fun when you go to a track. I mean, we went over to, uh, during July 4th, we went over to Greeley, Colorado, and uh, we set up over there, and people were just amazed. They come in, and they're free to open the door at any time. They open the door, they come on in, they check it out, you know, they see what we're doing, you know, and it's just fun to show the people, you know. You can't give them all your secrets, but it's fun. We do a lot of this stuff at home, and then we pack it up and take us with us, so we're ready just to assemble there, but we will tear, we have the tear down bench, everything inside the trailer, so, um, my son, he's a senior this year in school. He does all the tearing down of trannies. Um, he drills and taps them. Him and his, his buddy, uh, uh, Isaac Bauer, uh, Dustin Bauer and Jess Bauer, we brought on here in the last month and a half, two months. Yeah. They've been a huge, huge help to us. He'll be able to do They do a lot of work for us. Um, Bauer's into the assembly part of the transmission. He's really enjoying it. So it's, it took a lot off us to have extra help, you know, because before it was my son, my daughter, she's 14. She washes all the internal internals. Elaine does the pumps and the valve bodies, and then I do all the assembling and stuff like that. So it was it was a lot for the four of us, but now it's getting a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I say it all the time. You know, even with Timeless, we wouldn't be able to operate without all of the help around us. Right. I mean, yes, Brady and I started it, but there's there's so many people behind the scenes doing work for us. You know, we've, we had to hire people. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't be able to grow. Yeah, absolutely, and, for sure. And uh, as you know, <coughs> if you want to grow, you have to add on to the team or you have to add this or that or get into different avenues like you have uh, between, you know, classic cars or the drag pickups, that sort of thing. Right. And it's, it's not necessarily that a person wants to grow. It's just to keep everybody happy that, and get everything in a timely matter. I mean... I already said it's not about quantity, it's about quality, you know, and that's why we as Devil Dog Transmission, 
we carry a warranty with our trainers, whether it's their application or whatever. I mean, if something goes wrong, I mean, the hardest part is as a family member and a small family trying to do a family business is somebody bashing your product or bashing something on social media when all they would have to do is give us a call and we would try to take care of it any way we can, you know, and that's the kind I've been raised that way. And it's the kind of people that we want to continue to be. I mean, if you have a problem, call me and we'll, we'll try to get the problem solved or fixed. Or yeah. And I think every, every derby company for sure has seen where they either try to copy it or they try to bash you um, on your service, on your shipping, on whatever it's, and sometimes a simple text or phone call could have solved it. Right. Absolutely. And it's, I'm not saying just us personally, any tranny guy out there, I mean, any parts supplier, yes, there's problems that come up or whatever, just, but simply just call, you know, and try to work the problem out, you know. I mean, the derby world would be so much better if there wasn't just so much negativity. <clears throat> yeah, and I think uh, it was maybe a couple years ago, Sam Williams was the one that said derby drivers are going to, Killed the sport itself. I believe Josh Decker is the one who quoted him from right. that, but right. it's it's honest truth. Uh, if we don't, you know, it's supposed to be a fun family sport, right. and it's turned into it, there's a lot of negativity in it. It is, you know, we were in the same show, shoes as you guys were what five years ago, eight years ago, where we tried putting all these shows on in a year, you know, and I mean, physically we couldn't get our kids to go to a derby. We physically couldn't because all the hollering and the screaming, and they didn't want to be no part of it. So we thought we'd get back in the driver's seat, um, and we started traveling the countryside. Now the kids are all on board. Now they want to wreck cars. They want to, they want to go to Utah. They want to go to New York. They want to go to Colorado. I mean, they just want to physically go watch a derby, because now we're not in that aspect of you guys. So I mean, so I got to give it to you. Hats off, I mean, for what you guys are doing, for the bad side of it, the good side of it, everything. I mean, it, it all takes a toll on everybody. And as a family man, I mean, it's hard, you know, it, it's very, very hard because it takes a lot of your time and dedication. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm already, I'm already seeing that side of it, but uh, I just think of the memories your family has got from the derby scene, right. being in the seat or just traveling alone. Think of the yep. different states they've seen just because of this. Right. Uh, they'll they'll and, always have that. Yeah, and it's funny because when the kids were younger, you know, they'd be like, God, Mom, you know everybody, or Dad, you know everybody, because somebody's always coming over talking to us because we know right. a lot of drivers. And now them growing up, you got people that come over and go, oh, I remember when she was at a car seat or, you know. Yep. So it is funny to see our family grow, but with that derby family. Right, right. Yeah, and I, uh, last year I recently got into mud running and just thought I'd try something different. And I, I honestly thought that there would be no drama in it. That's <laughs> honestly, that's why I got into it because right. there's so much drama in the derby world. Right. Not true. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I think the second show of this year, there's already someone in the pits complaining about two of our pickups before they even got into the event. Right. right. So it's like, well, <laughs> that's derby and all over again. So. Yep, just starting on a different caliber. Yep, and I've talked to, uh, is it Full Pull or whatever they're called, the Pulling Out of Bismarck, the pull company. Um, they said it's the same thing. But it, anytime there's money involved, there's, yes. it is. there's you know, people going to complain. Absolutely, you know, and when you get to these bigger events, you know, with bigger payouts, it seems like it's it's more and more of the politic, and you know what I mean? And in North Dakota, yes, our payouts are huge, but we're getting to the point now with you guys with your new rules to where it's bringing a lot of veteran drivers back to the driver's seat, you know. I mean, if you just think about it, you know, in, in Washburn and, and stuff up there, 
it was a new thing this year where we were, you guys were trying to tone it back, trying to figure out where we needed to be. I think it went very well. Didn't have a huge number of cars, but the guys that were there were very happy with it. They'll be back, and they're going to bring their buddies with. Yeah. It's only going to multiply. You know, you get into tapping this year. We took the years of experience, just took a rough estimate. And I don't know how many cars were in that feature, but I think 12. 12. There was over 300 years of driver's experience, I think, between 280 and 300 years worth of behind the scene, the wheel. That was impressive, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see. Um, you know, there's a lot of people I watched growing up that are c- coming back into yes. the scene now, too, and they're guys I've always wanted to run against. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just you grow up watching them, you kind of want to beat them, you know? Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> just how it is. I mean, you want to see if you're really as good as they were, you know, watching yes. them. So I, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, Washburn, we've, we get a lot of, you know, we got a couple of drivers out of Canada this past year. They, they're like, yeah, we're bringing six more buddies next year. Right. It was awesome. We loved it. Um, I, I think the only complaint we've gotten from Washburn is the food's never there early enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's starving. Everybody's asking for the food truck, and it's not there. <laughs> but the cool part about Washburn this year is there was only one driver out of the, I don't know, between all the classes, there was 20 or 26 drivers. Everyone went home with a check. Absolutely. Everyone, and the smallest check I wrote was $550. Nice. Right, and that's, that's where it's at. You know, I mean, instead of doing ten or $20,000 to win, split the money up so everybody gets to go home with a little bit of something and it pays for their fuel, their food, their entry fees, you know, whatever, you know. And as I was talking of all them years of experience in tapping, you know, I've been doing it a long time. And to see some of the smiles on them younger kids' face in tapping this year was out of this world. I mean, I'm, I'm a stand-up, straight-up, no BS guy. I mean, Walker Kettling is the one that got me, a very young driver. The kid is very talented. Yep. Um, he got me in a bad spot. I got stuck, and he drove away, and I pointed at him to knock me off. He shook his head no, and <laughs> away he went, you know, and he finished in fourth. I got fifth or whatever, but to see the smile on the kid's face, you know, and he come up to me afterwards. He said, if it would have been early enough in the feature, he said, I probably would have got you. He said, but I knew. He said, it was running hot. I didn't want to start. I had no power. He said, so... I mean, I had to do what I had to do. I said, that's not a problem. I, you know, and he shook my hand. And just a stand-up young kid, you know, that, the smiles that he had. And then he went down to Elgin and got second to Nick Geiger, you know. And, you know, that's where I'm at with it. You know, I could just as soon sit back and watch all this take place now with these young kids getting involved and stuff. And it's just amazing. Um, you know, one of our big guys that we sponsor is Nick and Christy Geiger, you know. And Nick has been doing this for I can't tell you how many years. And that guy can wheel around junk like there's no other. I mean, he went down to Elgin. He called me a couple weeks before Elgin. He said, hey, you got any fresh, clean cars that are stripped that your kid has stripped? I said, no, why? What do you got up your sleeve? And he said, well, I junked my car and tap. And he said, but I'd like to run Elgin. And I said, well, I got something better for you. And he's like, what's that? And I said, well, Dustin Bauer has a car. I said, that he ran a tap and it's still straight. It needed a little bit of work. And He's like, well, what do you want for it? I said, call Bauer, because it's his car. I said, it just happens to be my motor and tranny in there. And he said, okay, so he got a hold of Bauer, went down to Elgin, one down to Elgin. It's just, you know, the, the little things, like you say, help somebody. Yeah. I mean, Bauer sold it, rented, pretty much rented him the car. He went down there, won some money, I mean, just to help him out. And to watch him behind the driver's seat is something huge, you know, when you can watch them veteran drivers wheel them cars. And uh, Walker was down there again, you know, and finished second. I mean, it just hats off to the people, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, and I've never been one to uh, 
not give up tips. Uh, even now that we're putting on shows, if I'm walking through the pits and I'm seeing guys work on cars, there is a few newer guys in the sport. Um, yes. And you know, if you're kind of seeing something like, hey, do it the other way, I got no problem telling them yep. whatever. Because in my, my mind, at the end of the day, I feel like I should be able to outdrive them. Right. I don't care if they got a same kind of car. At the end of the day, I feel I can outdrive you. So right. I, I got no problem giving up yep. tips and tricks. I mean, and it's only going to keep them in the sport because they're like, yes. oh, that's going to make me last two more minutes or it's a lot easier to do it this way. You know, I think what, I was watching a guy in Tappan. He was, uh, they, were, they had a bent wheel, but they were going to completely put all new suspension on. I said, why? You want that A-arm fold, right? Nice down up against the frame. I said, then it's got nowhere to go. It's tight. I said, why pull your whole suspension apart right. and waste three hours? Right. Hmm. I guess never, you know, they'd have never really done it, so they didn't, they just knew to put new on them. Yep. You know, it's just small things like that. It doesn't seem like it's much, but to them it probably means the world. It is, you know, and like you said, as you should be able to outdrive them at the end of the day. But every dog's going to have their day, you know, and if you can teach them something, it makes you more competitive. It doesn't necessarily that you taught them something that they're going to beat you, but it makes you a better driver. It gives you more seat time because now you have more competition on the track. And competition is never a bad thing. No. No, it only makes you better. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've got a couple younger kids that we helped for a few summers in a row. And you see a couple that are, you know, okay, they'll take the advice and they don't go far with it. Then you got that one that he's gone really far with it. And he thinks of it and he remembers it. And he remembers it next time. Right. And it's fun to see that when they do take the advice and keep it going and Right. Then they do remember how to drive and, you know, just the little things. That's what I told myself going into Elgin. Boy, it's been a long time, but I don't know. Once I got in the seat, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I've, right been, back. I've been here before. Right. <laughs> I've right. been here before. Yeah, we did. A um, couple of gentlemen that we're talking about, I mean, Josh Barnick and uh, Grant Puff out of, out of steel, um, they want to do that mobile derby and stuff. So we tilted some cars for them and helped them, you know, tilting some cars. And now last winter, they went home and, they tilted their own cars, and Grant and Josh last year in Tappan, very, very, very nice builds, very right. competitive cars that were all in the future. They were all right there, you know. It's just nice that they took all your, your advice, and they just ran with it on their own and actually took it instead of saying, oh, he just taught me this, you know, and whatever. I mean, it's just it's nice to see, and we're always, I mean, if you need something, don't be afraid to call us. I mean, we got setups, we got whatever. I mean, that's what we're here for. Well, it's even uh, before I think the Washburn show, I had a lot of people, oh, I can't make this, I don't have this or that. And I got three, four of everything. Right. So <laughs> buy it, use it, I don't care. Exactly. I just want to see you derby. Yep. And uh, I, think, I think what's really on the inside made me feel good is I got some of these older drivers from, I don't know, they've been derbying forever. And then they'll call me, how would you do this? How would you build that? It's like, I must be doing something right, <laughs> right. if they're yep. calling me. And on deep down, it's like, boy, that feels pretty good, you know? <laughs> exactly. Right. It feels really good. So. Yeah. Or when somebody comes after you, I mean, somebody comes and talks to you and says, hey, do you have these tires? I don't want to purchase a set yet. I want to try them. Yep. I mean, when you have some stuff that people want to use or borrow, it, I mean, you did something right in the Derby world to where somebody could use your assistance. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I starting out, you know, within the last probably say seven, eight years ago, you know, I found a couple good got good drivers and close to where I live and I watched hours and hours of watching. Right. 
sometimes I didn't even help. I just stood in the background and watched, and I truly believe that's where, that's where a lot of my knowledge came from. They never really said anything. They're the kind of guys, and I don't blame them. They, they don't say much. Right. They want you to learn by watching. and I don't know, They're I don't, not going to tell you everything. Right. You figure it out on your own. They'll show you stuff, but you right. figure it out on your own. You know, when I first got into the heavier style build stuff, you know, and went down to Blizzard Bath and being able to help guys, you know, that was a big thing. You yep. know, where they accepted you to help them. Yep. You helped them. You learned from it. That's like, I can take this home with me now. Right. I you think know, a couple of years in a row, me and you helped out the same team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the very stand-up guys. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> very, very stand-up guys, you know. I mean, that's just like when we, were, we went to Vegas. I mean, you were on our same team, you know. That year when we went out to Vegas, you know, I was the oldest guy on the team, most experienced. And it's like, okay, we're going to go do this. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a big, it was a big bite to take us something, you know. And, but we went out there and, you know, Jacob and, and Bauer and you and me and, it's like, okay, we're going to go do this, and we tried it, and it was a lot of fun, you know. Yep. We didn't have a lot of years of experience, but we had a blast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I say, I say this to people all the time. I've watched Jacob since he started to now. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because well, back even when we went to Vegas, he was kind of just, just – yep. I mean, he was doing it, but he was just kind of getting into, the, like, those builds. Yep. And from then till now, oh, man. The, the guy is an amazing driver, has yep. an amazing build. We watched it down in Rapid. He, right. I, if there wouldn't have been some bad circumstances, I think he had been in the winner's circle. Yep. Absolutely, Hands for sure. Down. Yep. He has, I mean, stand-up guy. You know, I remember when we were doing all the promoting and stuff, and Jacob and his dad come up and say, can we look at your cars? Can we look at whatever? Sure, go ahead, you know. And then we went, <clears throat> I told Jacob, you know, and he was running around here on this chain and bank stuff, and he's like, you know, my stuff's bending. He said, it's not holding up. And I said, Come on over. So he brought his car over to our, our shop, and we tilted a car for him. And I said, let's go to Montana with it. And he goes, what? I said, we're going to Bridger, Montana. Mm -hmm. We went out to Bridger, Montana, and he walks out to me. He's nervous as all could be, you know. <laughs> it was a long drive, long haul, you know, for everything. And <clears throat> I, uh, I told him, I said, he goes, how hard can I drive this thing? I said, just drive it. Don't worry about it, Ben, and just drive it. He got done after the heat, and he come back. He goes, how bad is that? I said, it's still straight. And he goes, that's amazing. <laughs> I said, you just made that piece. You yep. know, you just made that piece. And since then, to watch that kid grow oh. out of this world, and that kid would do anything for anybody. Yeah, I mean, he's not that much younger than me, but in Derby experience, he's quite a bit younger. But right. watching him grow has been awesome. Because I've, I've been down to him and his dad's shop down in Carson. Right. A lot of times, you know, dad's a stand-up guy, too. Yep. Um, I actually, five or six years ago, ran a wagon in Elgin against his old man, and his old man beat me. <laughs> so this year in Elgin, he was out, but he didn't break a stick yet, so I made sure to give him a couple dirty shots. <laughs> he gave me the thumbs up, so we were all good <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Right. You but. know, and that's, to me, that's what it's all about. You know, we took a young crew down to Vegas. We didn't have high hopes. No. We just went down and had fun and experienced it, you know, and and that second day when we won our heat, I mean, to come down with you and Jacob, you know, ended up, I mean, I had terrible luck in Vegas between blowing the motor up and a distributor stri stripping off. I mean, it just steering box busting, hitting the wall as fast as I could possibly be going, I think. <laughs> just bad luck, you know, and you and Jacob that second day got us to that, that final round, you know, and then we knew we were outnumbered that final round. And it's just right. like, let's go do what we got to do. And we did it. And the guys coming up to us afterwards, one particular guy in the green and white team come up to me and said, you know, I, I heard you're the 
the veteran driver, so we tried getting you. He said, but I'm telling you what, them young whippersnappers you guys had on your team, they're some nasty, nasty drivers. I said, so that was a huge compliment, you know, for you guys going out there. I mean, nobody knowing your names or nothing, you know, and going out there, and then people now knowing exactly who you are because you guys laid down the law. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Yeah, I mean, prior to that, Jacob's name's probably never been out there, and I ran Winter Slam a couple years prior to that, so it's not like we were running big shows by any means. Right. I mean, a lot of county shows, and right. I usually always did pretty well around the state, but you know, I just didn't leave home much. Right. The sport wasn't in that direction at it that wasn't. point. When I was younger, you never even thought about leaving North Dakota, right. but I wanted to support every show around here. There's probably not a town I have in Derby did. Right, absolutely. But, you know, and I think it's finally coming back to that. People are realizing... Our town shows are going to die because we keep going out of state. So let's tone the build back. Let's come back home yeah. and do this. Because there's a lot of shows that will die if uh, we don't have that. Absolutely. Yeah. If we don't tone back the rules, mm -hmm. you know, there are so many shows in the caliber of tranny braces, full engine cradles, that whole nine yards. There's so many that are outside our, our state, close by, that allow you to run that stuff. I mean, let them guys go. But the guys that have to be more on a budget bill because you know the income or whatever or starting out they can't afford to drive out there at five dollars fuel mm -hmm. you know let them start here in our own state let them build themselves up if they want to go above and beyond then let them get the cradles and the protectors you know as a tranny guy everybody's always says well you don't like it because you don't like a tranny brace because you keep selling trannies <laughs> no it's a lot of work when you have to keep selling busted trannies and busted trannies because you get no parts back out of them 90% right. of the time, and then you got to go find more cores or your customer does. It's a lot more work. I mean, yes, tranny braces would be nice if they don't break, but the thing is, is you can't write a set of rules, hardly, that somebody ain't going to push the limits where it locks it in. Right, right. And I mean, I'm sure you sell a lot of trannies to stock drivers, you know, stock oh, yes. cars or chain cars. I mean, I would say that's a pretty good <laughs> market because... I don't know, almost every show you go to, that there's more cars than that than the Limited anymore. Anyways, right. around North Dakota. Right. And uh, as you've seen, because you're traveling all over the place, the vans. The yep. vans are, I think they're going to be big for North Dakota. You can still pick them up for 100 to $400 running and driving. Right. I, I'm hoping it's big. We're going to try to make it big because it's super easy for people to get into. Yes. Absolutely. You know, we, we watched them out in New York here this last week. I mean... We watched about 700 cars in two weekends get smashed. In two, well, in four oh, days altogether, okay, two different weekends. Yep. You know, and it was just, it was crazy how guys were pulling them in, knocking the windows out, nine wire and stuff shut, and going out and the smiles on the faces. Nobody right. cared. I mean, it was for $1,000. You know, it was for nothing. San Filippo smash was for absolutely nothing. You win nothing, you don't pay an entry fee. They just charge everybody coming in the gate a certain dollar amount. And that just blows my mind how they can get 400 cars. Right. And we, we struggle to get 20. And we pay an entry fee or we do whatever, and it, you struggle to get 20. And that's for no money. Right. You know. Yeah, and we struggle to see 400 cars in probably the course of four years. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's some of these young drivers don't even realize outside of North Dakota, there's thousands of drivers. I mean, right. and they show up for go over to Minnesota or wherever. I mean, there's no money involved in driver after driver shows up. Yep. I, and I get text messages from, like, some of those out-of-state people. They're like, I don't get it. No one, no one shows up, but you guys got three, $4,000 to win a compact show. Right. It's like, yeah, we do, and we get two drivers. Right. So it's, you know, it's 
to the point of, you know, hopefully toning it down brings the drivers back. Hopefully it hasn't went so long where they come Lost back, you know, because yeah. we lucked out. We had a raffle van in Washburn. The guy that won it, he also won the derby in the van, and he took the van somewhere else, won again with it, and then he bought a setup for a compact. And then he ran the compact in New Salem and won with that. Oh, yeah. And he's like, now I want enough money to fund me to keep doing this. Right. And he's just, like, super excited about it. Yeah. And, he, and he said to us, I will never run a show unless it's yours. Right. It's like, that's awesome. Right. You know, and that's what you get a lot of, you know, over there when you get treated good, you know, and fair. And you can do these simple, easy builds, ring out thousands of dollars. It's, it makes you want to go back. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's time to tone it down. I, I really do believe that. And I think there's a lot of people that'll agree. They maybe don't want to say it out loud. Right. But uh, I think there's a lot of people that will agree with that. Absolutely. There still needs to be a limited wealth. I get that. There's still people that want to build. But uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's the everything that it used to be. Well, and I don't think it's right here in central North Dakota. Right. It might be up north. It might be out west, you know, down south. But, I mean, for the area that you guys do... I mean, you've seen the numbers at the end of the year. They were high when everybody got wind and actually right. physically went to a derby and watched it that you guys were sticking to your rules. They were base rules, right. and there were small builds. The numbers just escalated all year long. You know, I mean, look what you guys, I mean, Elgin finished up with a lot of cars. Yep. You know, Tappan did. You guys had quite a few cars in them, and I think that's where it's going to be. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, 17 alone in the stock class down in Elgin. I mean, like, Right. That shows you where the numbers are. Right. right, right there alone, there's twelve or ten full size, right, and seventeen chain. Right. I mean, that's the writing's on the wall. It's just we got to put it put it to use now. Absolutely. So you know, and that's one thing about you guys. I mean, you're reaching out to other promoters, seeing where they're going. You know, like, and you know, Mike takes it. He's not afraid to share anything or you know give any insights. You know, or what some of the shows that we've been going to this year. You know, where the they just got a, like a somebody cooked up. 20 pounds of hamburger, you know, sloppy joes in the pits. All the drivers could eat all day long, you know, whatever. So it wasn't costing them three, $400 for the day just to get right. their family there to compete at the event, you know. Yeah, we did that after New Salem was our last show for this year. We actually, we made food for everyone after the derby. Or pitmen and drivers, we made food for everyone. And, yeah, we got on pop beverages as well. But uh, right. we got nothing but good feedback from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it was just... <coughs> yeah, whatever it costs to say two, three hundred dollars. So we lost two, three hundred dollars, but the respect gained out of it yes. is way more valuable than that money ever will be. It absolutely yeah. is, and that driver will be back. So you're eventually going to get that money back and back and back because right. you're going to gain drivers. You're going to gain people that want to be on the pit side of it just to check things out, look at things. You know, um, like like Mike said this year, he went to an open pass. True. It was twenty bucks, and you could be anywhere you wanted. Sure. And the people, the amount of people that came to that show was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even spectators, I think, because the derbying has been declining, it's, you can see it in the spectators as well. Right. Um, so hopefully, you know, because for a venue, if we're just coming in to run the show, the venue wants to make money. Right. And, uh, you know, how do we make it appealing to the spectators again? We want them to show up. Otherwise, the venue is going to say, okay, we're, we're not doing this no more. We're, we're losing money or this or that. Oh, yes. So, absolutely. Yeah, so that's big. So where, where, what is the plan? Where do you plan to take Devil Dog in the future? I mean, do you want to get bigger? Do you like where you're at? 
Do you want to pass it down to your kids? Well, we, I don't know. We don't want to get no bigger. That, we just want to take care of the. That's pretty good where we're at. It's yeah. enough to it's handle. It's busy with, enough, yes. Yes, I mean, it's. Because <laughs> we both have full-time jobs. Right. And then to do this on top of it. So, yeah. I hear you. It keeps us busy. <laughs> it keeps us busy. I mean, and now it's going to get really tough because now the kids start wrestling. My the son, our son and daughter both wrestle, so now they'll be gone every day after school. So now it puts more of a load on us. But sure. you would think in the wintertime it'd give you more time to build trannies. No, it's less. Right. Because <laughs> now we got high school events to go to and stuff. And it's just we're comfortable where we're at, you know. People on a daily basis keep calling, keep ordering stuff, you know. And so it's we're very comfortable where we're at. Right. And I tell people all the time, anymore with today's economy, you have to have a side gig to make it. Right. I you mean, do. Yeah, you can make it off your, you know, nine to five, but it doesn't cut it if you want to go on a vacation yes. or do this or that with the family. So, you know, I commend I commend anyone trying to run a small business. <laughs> it's not easy. Everyone probably thinks it is, but it's if it were easy, like everyone says, everyone would do it. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, so you have one graduating this, this year, year, then. Yep. So, yep. do you? Th is it the boy or the girl of boy. the family? Boy. Yep. Do you think he'll want to take part in some of that, or does it has it sparked interest in other areas as far as like maybe auto mechanic or anything like that? It's, he's always been a gearhead. Yeah. yeah. And he loves it, but he has a pretty big opportunity coming up to work for the county. Okay. So I have a feeling. I mean, my my grandpa's dad worked there. My grandpa worked there. My mom retired from there. A lot of family members, and sure. they gave him a job offer. So I have a feeling I'm going to be losing him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you still have him in the evenings. I, I will. I'll yeah. still have him in the evenings, but Weekends. it's good. I mean, I want him to go set himself up for something really great. You know what I mean? Because eventually, I mean, there's only so many 400s on the market that you can get your hands on. Right. So we've been traveling all over. We, we physically, when we went to New York, I told... Decker, I said, I don't want no cores. I'm not hauling a pile of cores back, you know. Right. Well, we ended up with 60-some cores, I think, when we come home. Because my intention was to put that 74-impeller driver in the trailer right. and enjoy the vacation. And then pull it home. And then pull it home. Well, we didn't get to enjoy the vacation very much because right. we had to drive it all the way home. Right, right. But has it been a struggle to get cores? We're sitting really good now. I would say we're probably at 80 to 100 cores. Sure. You know, so we're sitting pretty good, but it was I have a lot a struggle of for a while again. it was it was yeah. a struggle there for a little while. But the trip out east really helped us. The trip, a couple of trips out west that we had this summer, really helped us. You know, we got a couple of guys that are really really good to us on our core side of stuff. You know, sure. You know, and then Will Stein back down there doing our waffles, and they have cores for us and stuff. So it works out really well. Sure. Do you uh, in the future plan to attend more? like larger shows like the Blizzard Bash and thing like that? Or haven't you seen that affect your numbers and selling and stuff? It hasn't affected us yet. You know, um, we sponsored Team Bush Light this year. Sure. Um, they won the national side last year. Um, we sponsored them this year. They just they actually drove up here last week and got their load of trannies. Um, so we see both sides of it, you know. We got guys last year that went down to Blizzard Bash, took a load of trannies down for us. We sold out down there last year, you know. Um, the pre-order deal helps us a lot. Yeah. Now, all of them were already sold to somebody. It's not that they had to stand there and sell right. them when they were there. Because yeah, right. so when you go, I mean, you want to talk to your customers. You want to be able to visit with your customers. I mean, sometimes it's not all about chasing that mighty dollar. You know, sometimes you got to spend time with your customers. If you don't spend time with them, to them, you're no, I mean, you just right. you don't care about them. 
got to build the relationship with absolutely them. yeah for sure yeah i mean then the miles you guys put on I, i'm sure you've met all sorts of people in the last <laughs> couple of years i mean it is it's we put on i mean just this year alone in february we bought a new pickup and we bought about 40,000 miles on it. It's got like 89,000 miles on it already. So wow. And it's just, it's, I don't know, but it's worth it. You know, in the long run, yep. you're not getting rich off it because them times you do have to go fix a tranny or a repair for warranty-wise. I mean, sometimes it's just easier to go to a location, you know, and make it right with the customer and make it easier on the customer. Right. So, you, I mean, you just jump in the truck for a long weekend and go for a cruise and, you know, Take them a fresh one and tear down that one. Find out what failed or what went wrong, and it is it is what it is. I mean, a tranny. Nobody's gonna have a perfect tranny ever. That, no. Everybody's gonna have them failures. Well, and all the abuse put on them. <laughs> it's not like they're going in a daily driver where they're probably not nearly as abused as right. abused as a derby, a derby car. Yep. No, but I know quite a few tranny builders that won't. They won't touch a derby transmission for. For that fact, because absolutely for they're, sure, they're abused and they, you know, they don't want to warranty them and all that. So, right. I mean, the warranty is huge to drivers, really huge. Um, I, I've had trannies from all sorts of different companies. You know, I'm not going to say names, but I've had I've had bad ones, and you can't can't blame them because there are some bad ones. But you know, sometimes you get multiple bad ones and it makes you not want to go back so right. i'm sure that's huge for you guys to try to avoid that because that i would hope anyone understands there's there's one out of ten that are probably going to be right maybe it not is. bad it'll work but maybe leak or this or that right and you know a lot of these times is you get a, a tranny in that somebody already had as a derby application you know and there's stuff that are that's non-repairable and you don't catch it you know i mean the case the just say the case has got a, a scarring on it or whatever, and you're losing head pressure there, you know, or whatever, fluid pressure. I mean, it's just, you know, I've been working with about anybody I can, you know. I mean, <clears throat> we went out west this summer, and there was another guy's tranny that was bad, and he said, well, what'd you find out for? We come down to the conclusion, I couldn't find nothing. I was visiting with him on it. We just couldn't, he's never had one do it before, but it was just something, everything looked perfect in the tranny. I mean, if it was mine or his, I mean, I, I physically told him, I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I can't, right. We can't find nothing. Right. You know, so we ended up just throwing the case away just in case there was something bad yeah. in the case that I couldn't see, he didn't see, you know, because if two tranny builders couldn't see it or find the problem, then it is what it is, you know. But, I mean, you can't talk bad about the other tranny builder because, no. I mean, he's trying. Right. You know? Well, that's just it. He's trying, you know, trying more than the guy talking about you. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what I've always said, you know, the guys, we're trying to get you on the track. Right. And if guys are talking bad about us, you know, who are you going to go to next? I mean, there's only so many guys that, like you said, will build a tranny for derby application. Right, right. And some yeah. of them are backed up or they only build so many a year or right. yes. so many variables. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do got a, um, maybe an idea for the future for you guys, if you'd ever be interested. But uh, would you guys ever be interested in, like, doing something at the college as far as, like, uh, go in on a day and, you know, some of the auto techs come out and watch you guys in your trailer build build a tranny or, you know, explain them. I mean, I know they learn it in school, but right. some Hands stuff on. you just don't learn in school. Right. Hands-on is the best Making thing. it better, you know, not even just for derbying, just for everything. Right. Um, I think that'd be cool because yeah. the, you know, everything's coming back to the trade school, which it kind of needs to. 
Right. You know, we need more mechanics and plumbers and electricians and all that sort of stuff. And there's the generation that was really good at all that stuff. They're, they're, a lot of them aren't here anymore to teach it. So right. I think, I think in the future, when you guys feel comfortable, I think uh, I could hook it up for you guys. Do a little teaching at the college. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be, that'd cool. be fun. Yeah. No, I mean, getting kids involved is always, it's always yes. a great idea. Absolutely. I mean, in, it's not necessarily that you're you're teaching them to, to take that trade, but maybe right. it'll spark something when they can say, hey, you know, and they can do the research. It, t- it costs us this much to do this, you know, whatever. You know, I have one of the training guys. I talked to him quite a bit, you know. I've seen him at some shows, and he just said, I sit down, I do one a day. Yeah. He said, and that's it. Yeah. He said, that's all I'm doing. I'm not doing any more. He said, either the customers are going to be with me or without me. He said, right. I'm, do- I'm setting my goal, and it's one tranny a day. Yeah, and I, uh, I just seen the article. I can't remember what state it was in, but uh, those kids that built that derby car in high school, and then uh, whoever donated the car to the high school, he drove it and then won the show like that that weekend or whatever. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, it was just like a couple of weeks ago. I seen the article, and it's like, what, what did they learn? I mean, I'm sure that sparked so many interests. Oh, yes. Because that they looked, you know, they all posed by the car, took a bunch of pictures, you know, they all looked pretty excited. Yeah. Well, to them, they all got to, they all got to know and figure out that they could be build a competitive car that they could win with the car that they had their hands on. Right, and it won, and, and you know that just adds to it. Right. It, it, the car won at the end of the day, so you know it's it's things like that that's going to get people back into it or get get the young kids into it. What we need around here. Yes. Um, we've been trying, you know, with the vans. We've got a couple younger people into it because you don't need you don't need all the parts and right. all that sort of thing so that's that's kind of where where we're trying to take it where we're we're hoping to take it how how everyone's asking the question how right if we knew we would be doing it but we're trying right. you know? absolutely i you know after spending last week over at the ticks casa as he calls it <laughs> you know and seeing what that man does for the sport how there was like three, four younger guys outside. They had got the interior. That car would come in. We would weld the rear end, weld the bumper, throw the cage in it. They'd go out the door around the other corner. They'd punch holes in it, nine wire. I mean, within an hour, the car was done. I would think it'd be cool, and I'd be willing, as Devil Dog Transmission, to donate a tranny. <clears throat> I think we, in North Dakota, a guy should get some of the vendors that are around here that puts a little bit of pop money or whatever and each vendor's, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, not necessarily their pocket, but it's a sponsorship way where, say, I donate a, a, a tranny, and right. then somebody else, we could get a motor from somebody. Right. You know, even if somebody wants it, they don't necessarily have to give us a brand new one. Right. But if we could get a motor and put that engine builder's name on it, you know, just saying he donated the motor. Somebody with a set of wheels, right. you know, and have a sponsored car. Right, right, right. It right, could right. go to the derbies. I mean. Show off their products. Show off yeah. their products. And at the end of the year, somebody could win and run that car at the last show of year. I mean, the last right. event of year. Right. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always looking to get more sponsors, more people involved, because we are building the sponsor package, more or less. Um, no, it's not going to be just businesses. No, they're going to help with the dollar figure, of course, right. when we do at the end of the day. But we want parts. You know, even if we can give out 15 little parts, right. it's, it's something that people will get to go home with. Yes. You know, it's, it's not come and 
watch someone else win something. You want everyone, or try to get everyone something. Um, you know, sometimes even just a simple hat or sweatshirt or, yes. you know, things like that. Absolutely. It's something. Throw it at the end of the day or whatever, give away. Right. Like you part of something. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it makes you feel good if you were there. You can yeah. say you were there, you're a part of it or, yep. you know. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, I know you guys had the points thing a long time ago already, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you did something similar. You know, we're kind of basing it off of that and want to get gather everyone at the end of the year, get all the drivers in one room, yes. um, give out these awards, you know, because that makes you feel good. You, you went to all these shows and you won or you placed, and, you know, at the end of the year, you're getting rewarded for it, right. as you should, because you put in the time. Right. And, you know, I, I hope, we're hoping it grows it. We're hoping it grows our car counts. And I, th I think it will. But it, it's like anything else, just like our promoting side, it's going to take time. Right. Absolutely. It just doesn't overnight just don't get cars. You don't. Right. I mean, we, we heard it after the first year that we ran shows. Well, we didn't come because it was your first year. I get it. You know, on the feel us out. I totally get it. But, you know, it's now we're on year three, so hopefully we're getting people out. Um, I, you know, there's always a few people that complain about this or that, but I have yet to have any people say they're not coming to our show, right. you know, because of a bad scenario. So right. hopefully more and more we get, get these people out, like Nick, you know, he's, I don't know how long he's been driving, but he likes to come out and support everyone. Yep. He does. It's not just one person, it's everyone. <coughs> yep. That's right, you know, and as you've seen, I mean, when you guys took over, I mean, I haven't ran in two years ago today, I've been out of state. Right. But I hit Abula this year. I mean, you guys had a a good show up there. I mean, it was there was a good show up there. I should say yep. we put on. You know, um, we were gonna try to hit New Salem. That didn't work. <clears throat> you know, so it's nice seeing everybody putting in their hands and stuff. You know, now we're toning it back because we're busy with the county stuff and we want to run local shows. You know, so you know, <clears throat> everything this year we actually sat down and were able to watch your guys' shows, some other guys' shows, and everybody's trying to get on that same page. You know. Yeah. And I don't think we have to have the same rules as other states, sort of say. Right. Um, if you want to come to North Dakota, you want to wreck a car in North Dakota, build a North Dakota style. Right. What we're, what everybody around here fits into, you know. Right. Our budgets, I should say. <laughs> right. You know, right. as the economy nowadays ain't that, you know, where it's. It's risky. It is. It's very risky, you know, and. I'm not saying cater to anybody just locally in North Dakota, but put out a set of rules like you guys are working on now. And as we've seen the car numbers climb all year long, and you see all the veterans drivers coming out and they're happy about it, I think that's where they all want to be. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, I 100% I agree with that. That's, that's where we're working towards. You know, it's every state's going to have a little bit different demographic of drivers. So they're, of course, going to have a little bit different rules. I mean, you read rules from, like, out west. I don't even understand some of them. Right. You know, just how they're worded, some of the things they, they call different things. I was like, you got to really read deep. It's like, holy cow, you know. And you read our rules, and they probably think the same. So right. it's definitely where you're at. Locate, location is different. But we could get the whole state in on something. Um, I don't care if other promoters are running our same rules. It's just so we're all on the same page for once. Yes. Right. People have been talking about people say it every year, been talking about it since I've been in the sport, but no one's done it. Right. No one's actually done it. It's just too much drama. It is. There's, there's too much, you know, but if you look at 
you know, if you want your sport to grow, this is how I take kind of an aspect of it. You know, usually it takes a dad to run a car for a kid to enjoy it. Yep. Let's just take some groups. I mean, myself, there's three of us in my family that run. The Ketterings, there's two in that family that run. Gutsmiller's got three that run. Nick and Christy Geiger run together. You know, that's another family. You got Brett and his daughters running together. You know, look how many cars that is right there. And if you have to build multiple cars, how hard is it to put one of these milder builds? It's easier on the family. Oh, absolutely. You know, to where they can both go compete instead of, okay, you got to pick this weekend because we don't have the second car done, so you can go run this next weekend. Right. I think, I mean, just if you can tone them back a little bit to get everybody on the track, the easier build, everybody can go have fun. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... We're moving there, moving there slowly, but I think we're going to get there. And, uh, you know, some of these families, like you're talking about, they have young kids. Right. So, you know, they they don't have the time and, you know, that's, you can't take the little kids everywhere. So getting two cars done is harder, but when they're easier builds, right? you can take turns doing it. And I think Nick and Christy do a pretty good job at that. I, I tell Nick all the time he's a legend in my eyes because <laughs> how he does it, <laughs> right. him and his wife with three young ones, you know, their little guy, that guy, if people would follow him around at the track, mm-hmm. this derby world of the negativity would come to an end if you would follow that young kid around. Right. He was in tapping, going around shaking driver's hands. Didn't matter who you were, but laughing and joking. And I mean, he come over to Blake's car and he's <clears throat> looked at the back wheel. He's like, hey, you broke a tire off. He said, but it's right there in the back. Just, you know, the, the hype from it or whatever else. <clears throat> How that family does it, I mean, I call him the legend because he tells me to quit all the time, but when you can watch him go out there, and <clears throat> Nick's one of the guys where he doesn't just call a 10-digit, doesn't pull out his credit card and use right. a 10-digit number. He builds everything at home. You know, I mean, Nick's been building a lot of parts for our devil, I mean, our dipsticks and stuff for like that for Devil Dog. I mean, the guy does, I don't have time to do it. When I do it, it doesn't look like Nick does it. <laughs> So right. Nick does them for us. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking to him in Elgin, and he's like, yeah, the tranny cooler's from when, like, I first started and this and that. And, you know, we all made our own parts, but not a lot of us are still using them. Right. Because his were well-built. <laughs> right. His were well-built. <laughs> yeah. I, I made a lot of stuff in high school that, you know, it had to get thrown out. <laughs> right. It was junk. But. Right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, if anyone ever needs devil dog transmission in need of one, I know Cody will ship it to you. Uh, a lot of times he knows people going in every direction. He can get one to you. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, we're very happy he's sponsoring, sponsoring our full point series this year. Uh, looking for many more. But uh, we can't, can't thank him and Elaine enough. It uh, means a lot when we got local people looking out for us. It takes a lot of businesses to make this thing turn. Um, if you want to see more of this podcast... Uh, Shoot us some suggestions who you want to see next, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.